Hello and welcome back. You're listening to season two of Adam Was Mad, a podcast where we discuss all things childhood mental health. I'm your host, Michelle, and each week I speak with a guest who either experienced mental health struggles as a child themselves, is parenting a child who has a mental health diagnosis, or who's a professional in this field. A quick cautionary note, many of our episodes do talk about trauma of various kinds, so listener discretion is advised. Every story is important and valued, and every story reminds us we're not alone out there. You have a village of people who understand exactly what you're going through and who can help. If you're looking to connect more closely with that village, join us on Facebook in the group Your Village by following the link at the top of today's show notes. When you join, enter your email to receive our free monthly resource. Hopefully you'll learn something new, hear something interesting, or truly just be reminded that you're not alone. Without any further ado, let's get to today's episode. I came from a really small town. Everybody knows everybody. I was a pretty troubled kid. I just was going down the wrong path. I was told by everybody that I wouldn't really amount to anything. <laughs> she told me that she was going to pick my stepdad over me any day. Her guy had pulled a gun on me, and, uh, and I hurt him really bad. I was 15, and they were telling me I was going to go to prison. That's where a lot of people are with their own children. They don't know what to do. I was like, man, somebody cares about me, you know? And if I wouldn't have my coach wouldn't have came in my life, I definitely would probably be dead or I'd definitely be in prison at least because I just had nothing. Just having that one person on your side can make all the difference in the world. Hi, everyone. Today I have with me Tyler Canning. Tyler, welcome. So glad to have you on. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's awesome. Of course. I'm really excited to chat with you. You have a really unique story. Can you tell me just a little bit about your childhood and growing up and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I grew up, I was a pretty troubled kid. Um, was getting in trouble a lot, fighting a lot. Um, I went to jail. I got sent to, uh, I don't even know, boys school kind of thing. Um, basically, you know, I just was going down the wrong path. Um, I had a pretty, my, my father was very abusive to me and to my mother. Um, and I was, I was there for a lot of it. So I was kind of in a place where I was, uh, you know, I was just in a bad place and I was able to, um, well, the last time I, I got, when I went to that boys, my boys home, I got out and I just, I had my boxing coach who was able to really, uh, be a mentor to me because I didn't believe in myself. I never had, you know, I was told by everybody that it was just a, that I wouldn't really amount to anything. <laughs> I, came, I came from a really small town. It's like 5,000 people. Everybody knows everybody. So I already had a name for myself. Um, and basically I, the short story is I just, just made my, I made my mind up when I got out. My coach showed me how to believe in myself and, a year later, I was able to accomplish a national championship in boxing, and then I was able to uh, turn pro. Um, when I turned 19, I turned pro, and I fought on TV when I was 21 on HBO. 
And then after that, I basically I've been fighting. I still I've still been fighting. I'm at that age where I'm about to stop though. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh I'm yeah, and I, I took over my coach had passed away about a year and a half ago. So I took over the gym. So I'm managing and running a gym. And then on top of that, I uh I started my business, my insurance business. Um, and I own an agency right now. Um I'm I'm doing that too. If you to look at the statistics and all the stuff, I I was going down the wrong path, and I was able to overcome it all and become a business owner. Wow, um, so. that's amazing, and I can't wait to dig into this story because you are really a story of success and belief and fortitude, and somebody who overcame, like you said, all the statistics, all of these elements were stacked against you in childhood. You had an abusive family situation growing up. You didn't have that family support, those people telling you that you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. You had the opposite, people telling you you'd never amount to anything. And coming from a very small town where that message was reinforced over and over, um, I want to talk about, you know, the struggle before we get to the success. So, you know, you mentioned you ended up in jail in a boy's home. Tell me about that. How how did that happen? So I I, I was, I liked to fight when I was a kid. I was kind of dumb. And, and I, I, I watched my father. Um, he was, uh, he was, he was like the tough guy, like always, like you walked in the room, he was, the fight. no, you don't want to mess with him. And so I grew up watching that and he was kind of like a role model to me. So I thought that's what it was to be a man to be like, Oh, I'm the tough guy. You know, nobody mess with me. And so I grew up all these years watching him. I mean, I seen him getting fights over like car rage and stuff and things oh, wow. like that. So uh, I, I just grew up watching that. And so it just, it kind of, when you're really young, you see that you think you don't really think much of, you know it just kind of follows you I feel um a lot of the stuff so yeah like you said that's your image of what being a man meant was getting into fights and being really hard and being the strongest person in the room yeah and I I started boxing at a young age so I I knew how to fight and I literally used it for the <laughs> first I used it for the wrong reasons I I'd go out looking for fights I that's I got on probation because I I got in a fight with somebody. Um, I also uh, me and my stepfather when I got sent away the last time me and him got in a fight because my mom had remarried and uh, he he was good to me. I just was a little off jerk. <laughs> he tried he tried to be there for me and I just you know I was just in a bad place a bad spot and I really didn't listen to anybody. I didn't listen to my mom and I, I didn't have a lot like back then I didn't have a lot of respect for my mom because she, uh, she worked a lot. And, uh, so I was literally raised by my grandmother. So I didn't see my mom much. And when I did see her, she, she kind of, she was at that like chasing stage of, she was always trying to find somebody like she's like, felt like she needed somebody all the time. So she always had boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend, and I felt, I kind of felt like I was put on the back burner a little bit. Yeah, like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't have a lot of respect for her. So I never, um, I just never listened. 
I would go out at all times of night. I just didn't listen to anything she said. Um, basically, yeah, and I just, it was bad. I, I had a, an instance where I had a, being the troubled kid I was, I had a kid or a guy had pulled a gun on, on me. And uh, I ended up, uh, because I used to skateboard, I, I hit him with the skateboard and I hurt him really bad. And I was facing a lot of time and literally like, I was like 15 and they were telling me I was going to be in, go to prison when I turned 18. Oh my gosh. Locked up. And uh, I was able and thankful God really got me out of that situation. I mean, they, I mean, they eventually found it was, you know, self-defense because he pulled it on me, but you know, I you just, know, I want to stop you there because I feel like a lot of our listeners are parents with kids who have gotten in trouble and parents of children who um, are struggling with mental health and because of that act out violently at times and people who have children who are getting suspended from school or kicked out of school completely because they're fighting or they're being violent or they're making threats, um, you know, and people who are being threatened with truancy. And I think it's really inspirational for those folks to hear your story and to see that even from this place of deep struggle, you were able to be successful and be able to transition into this amazing, successful, wonderful adult life you have now. But I think it's important to share that background because that's where a lot of people are with their own children. They don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, maybe their own child, they're considering residential treatment or inpatient hospital stays or, you know, whatever they can do to save this child who's not listening, who's getting in trouble, who's being violent. Um, so was it, was it, that incident with the gun and the skateboard that eventually did put you behind bars for a period of time? And was it the going to jail that did end up, was that the catalyst to change or was it something else? So, so what really had changed my life is um, the last time when I got in a fight with my, my stepfather um, and I got sent to sent away, I, uh, I came home from the gym. I just got done working out, came home from the gym. Um, got out of the shower and there was like five sheriffs in my uh, living room. Oh, that's and, uh, scary. My mom had my bags packed already and she told me, hey, it's time. Uh, she's like, you're not listening. Uh, you're going to this facility. And so I basically and then right before I left, she told me that she was going to pick my stepdad over me any day. Oh, God. So, that's So, oh, my God, that breaks so, my heart for for childhood you, you know, for adult you too. But to hear so that, how old were you at that point? I was 15 and I spent my 16th birthday in there. So oh I, I was 15. She told me that and I was hurt, man. I was hurt. I went into that place and I just first got in there. You know, and the, the, I don't really believe so much in going to those places. I mean, it did, the reason that I got the change is my, my boxing coach had came into my life like about – a year prior I didn't really listen to him much but but once I he was call me every single day I was in there and talked to me wow and, and just having that person there you know to believe in me and to help me out it really truly I was like man somebody cares about me you know and uh so I 
you know, I, I realized, you know, not having my freedom, you know, and I knew that the path I was going down was not going to be good. And if I wouldn't, my coach wouldn't have came in my life, I definitely would probably be dead or I'd definitely be in prison at least because I had no, I just had nothing. Didn't I just kind of felt like I was kind of putting up a situation where, well, I didn't have the good family. I didn't have the, all the perfect, you know, I didn't have somebody rich family. I go to school and things like that. So I just kind of felt it was my calling to be bad. So yeah, like this was your lot in life. This is what you were born yeah. into and there was no way to break free. But what, what strikes me is that it was that one supportive adult, you know, you didn't have a million dollars behind you. You didn't have a parent who was going to advocate for you. You didn't have a loving home life. You didn't have safety or stability. You had violence and abuse and abandonment. But all it took was that one adult, that one person in your life to say, you are worthy, you are loved, you are cared for. And that person stuck by you and truly it sounds like made you believe those things about yourself so instead of believing that this was your destiny to end up dead or in jail and oh well there's nothing you can do about it he made you believe that you were worth more than that life and you had more potential and that you got to choose your own path and I think that rings true for me as a parent because I do have resources to help my children and my my one child in particular um, you know, I have resources behind me and even I feel like that's not enough at times, but what your story tells me is that just having that one person on your side can make all the difference in the world. So you mentioned that he called you every day. You mentioned that he was sort of that stable, maybe father figure in your life, yeah. perhaps. Definitely. What was that like? I mean, what was that like when he when you had somebody standing by you for the first time? It felt good. You know, it just felt good knowing somebody cared and felt good just to have that person that I could talk to because I didn't feel like I had that at home. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my, my dad got better. Like the older I got, he got better and he did the best he could. I mean, he grew up as an orphan and he got adopted and he he grew up in a pretty bad lifestyle so I don't really I don't blame him because he he was doing the best he could I mean and I under you know I don't think it's right to be abusive and stuff but like he just you know what I mean he was an alcoholic and and I think uh, alcoholism can affect you in certain ways so absolutely yeah there is a cycle of generational trauma that he wasn't able to break but you have yeah and, and, and I still remember the day I got out of the out of my facility. Um, I remember I had my, I had my uh, mom drive me straight to the gym. I went into the gym and I started working out. And I remember sitting down with my coach and him being like, listen, you have a lot of talent because I was good. I was pretty good. I mean, I, I was good. I, I just, I didn't have the stability in my life to t- take it to the next step until I found, you know, until he sat me down, he's like, you're good. You have a, you can do this, you know? So I basically, from that point forward, I just completely changed my focus to just being, being a world champion and the fighting and, 
I, it kept me out of trouble. I, I stopped hanging out with the same people I was hanging out with. I stopped drinking and I was doing drugs. I did stupid. I was dumb, young, doing drugs and stuff. But I, you know, it took me to where I was able to really focus on something and just having him. And, and like, I would, I would tell like all the parents out there that are struggling with that, that maybe, maybe I'm not saying you don't have to get your kid into boxing. Cause there's so many other options. Um, there's so many other options. I wouldn't want my kids to fight. <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many other options just to get a, somebody in their life, you know, that they think is cool and that they feel like they can relate with a lot. I mean, and there's, there's, probably teacher that their school they can do this with I mean maybe like get them into track I get them into some sport or something I think I think that really gave me the ability to uh gave me like the stability and like really showed me like if I work hard at something I can make make something come come true and I believe that with anything I I don't think if you want to do something in your life I, I and you put the time in you'll you'll be able to do it so yeah, it gave you it gave you purpose and motivation and it gave you something to work for. And you know, I think about before you went into the facility, you had you had no goal, right? Your expected yeah. destination was dead or jail, right? Yeah. But by the time you came out and working with this mentor of yours, it gave you a goal. It gave you something to work towards in life, something that was going to be better than where you came from. And it gave you a purpose. And it sounds like it allowed you, it gave you the motivation to shift the energy that you were putting into, you know, drugs and fighting and staying out late and hanging with the wrong crowd and all that emotional and physical energy that you were putting towards those pastimes, you were able to shift that emotional energy and physical energy and put that towards achieving this really positive goal. And you're right, it doesn't have to be boxing. It could be track or soccer or, you know, academic decathlon. (laughs) You know, it can be whatever you personally are passionate about or good at or whatever your child is passionate about or good at. But it's having that set of goals and believing that and and making your child believe that they can achieve something in life that they're not a failure that they're not doomed for you know the lowest rung on the ladder that they can achieve whatever it is that they put their minds to and giving them that belief in themselves and so yes. i think that's i think that's such an important message so tell me your coach your mentor after you left the facility you went straight to the gym you sat down with him you know, is he the one that pushed you towards competing and going professional and talk me through, talk me through that stage? Yeah. I mean, he was there with me the whole way. Uh, there was a brief, uh, a brief month or two where his family and him, he moved, they moved to a different town, um, than where I was at. And I ended up, uh, following him eventually and moving to that town. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, he's been with me through it all. He did, but he did just pass away about a year and a half ago. But other, but other oh, than I'm that, so he's, sorry. Been, he's been in my life, uh, you know, through it all. So he was able to, you know, with that went to the, went to nationals, which is pretty. I live in Wyoming. It's a very small town. We don't really get what small state. There's not a lot of opportunities here. Let's mm. just say that you have to be really good, even if like in a school sport, like if you're playing football. 
you have to be really good at football to get out. Like they won't even come, they don't come and look here very much often. Right. So right. Um, it's just, you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. I, I followed him here and we just, I mean, I went on the road, we were going, I mean, we were staying in my car to go fight at places wow. I mean, I, and just cause we didn't have a lot of money, but we went out, we made do with what we had and we went out and fought. Um, I mean, I fought in a bunch of different States all over. So, um, I hit 20 and it was, uh, I was either gonna, I was trying out for the Olympics and I lost in the semifinals oh. to go to the Olympics. And it was either wait another four years or turn pro. And I believed in myself that I, I mean, it had been cool to go to the Olympics and all, but I told myself, you know, I think it's time to just step up into the pro ranks, start making some money and doing it that way. And so I did that. You know, I fought on New York City, HBO, fought in California. I fought in, I fought in quite a lot of places as a pro. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, he, he was with me through the whole whole thing. Um, and also I'd like to say too, I tell a lot of these parents, um, and, and I would look at yourselves too a little bit because I think that we should all be a role model to our kids. And if we're not being that, they're definitely not going to see, you know, they're not going to see it because I, to be completely honest with, you know, with like my parents, I, I seen what they were doing and I just kind of went with them. So I think a lot of, uh, things you should look at is really how you're, you're being yourself. I mean, you don't have to be like, do anything crazy, you don't have to go be on TV and stuff, but I just being a role model, being, being like that, kids seeing that is really, really going to help them. They might not see it right off the bat, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We always say, do what I say, not what I do, but kids do do what you do, right? And they do, they do mimic you. Anyone with young kids in particular, they're little sponges, right? The first time you stub your toe and go, oh shit. And then, you know, your four-year-old's going shit, 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 mommy, shit, yeah. shit, shit. <laughs> so I, I do think it's such a good point because, you know, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with that generational trauma, right? And if you yourself have come from a difficult childhood situation, it is so hard. It is so unbelievably hard to parent in a different way than you were parented and to live in a different way than how you grew up. But it's also so vitally important for your own children that you are able to break that cycle of trauma or abuse or alcoholism or whatever it is that you're struggling with, because we don't want our children to make the same mistakes we did. And the best gift that we can give them is to become mentally and emotionally and physically healthy ourselves so that we can be good role models for them. And even though your parents weren't able to break that cycle for you, your mentor was, and you were able to now break that cycle for any future children. You know, you are able to be that person who broke the generational cycle because you had an amazing mentor who broke that cycle for you. He was able to be that amazing role model that you didn't have in your home life. So I love that you said that because it's a message that parents need to hear. You are your child's future, right? Whatever you are doing now, is that what you are wanting to model for them as they grow older? Is that what you want for their future life? 
Um, do you have kids yourself? Yeah, I have three kids. I have uh, my stepdaughter who's 12. I have my daughter who's seven and my son is five. And you're breaking the cycle for them. You have raised them now in a happy, healthy home where they have a parent who is a role model for them. And that's the greatest gift you can possibly give your child. So I commend you for that. What an amazing underdog story. What an amazing redemption story that you had the strength and the willpower to turn your entire life around and by then extension, give this amazing gift of this wonderful childhood, this healthy, happy childhood to your own children. It's so inspirational. I'm just, I have this huge smile on my face listeners because it it's such a beautiful gift and I'm so happy we're getting to talk to you about it. Um, so tell me a little bit about now you, you're competing uh, as a professional, you're on TV, you are speaking motivationally to people, you are teaching others how to pull themselves out of this darkness and turn their lives around. What advice would you give? You talked about giving advice to parents. What advice would you give to the kids? You're talking to a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old, and they don't have that, that happy home life. They are in a situation where they're not listening to their parents. They're going out all the time. They're experimenting with drugs and alcohol. They're getting into fights their future is death or jail. What advice would you give to them? I would tell them that they can get out of it. Come and just, just look at my story. I, I didn't have much. I wasn't much. I didn't have anything and I was able to overcome it. And I know it sounds like, it's, it looks like you're, you know, it just looks impossible, but it's not. And even if you start, you need to start with little steps. You need to start with, you need to start with writing your goals down every day. You need to, and I would say, find something like a sport or something, something that you look at, just look at, look at your life and say, if I was perfect or, and like my life was perfect and I wanted to be, or I wanted to be like, what would I be doing? And go for it and don't stop don't look back take a hundred percent responsibility yourself i i believe that a hundred percent that you need to completely be a hundred percent accountable i don't blame anybody else for any of my problems i even if i drive i get stuck in traffic or something or what i still i'll blame myself i think because when you take the accountability for it, you're able to, you can control that. You can control everything. So what I'd say is I would, whatever you want to do, start young. If you want to, if you want to be an actor or whatever it is, you need to get around those kind of people that there's probably people in your life that you can look at or in your town, get around those people that, that uh, are doing what you want to do. And I'm sure, uh, you know, even 10, 11, 12, I'm sure you can get around some people like that that are doing what you want to do and, and just surround yourself with people like that. And this goes for everybody. I mean, if you surround yourself with the people that you want to be with and you'll become that person. So. What a beautiful piece of advice. Thank you so much, Tyler, for being with us here today. I have loved hearing your story. I really appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I appreciate it.
That's all for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow or subscribe and check out today's show notes for free downloadable resources and a link to join your village, our Facebook community. Catch you next time.